You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Tuesday. Welcome to Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and with me, as always, I got my boy, Drake. Drake, how are we doing? I am feeling much better after this nice co- whole hot cup of coffee right here. But no, I am excited. I'm stoked to be here. Let's uh, talk some football. Let's do it, buddy. So if y'all are listening to this, we're actually recording this sort of right after we recorded our Monday episode. You can hear a little bit of the sound quality. I'm on the road. I'm down in Sarasota. I talked about this already. My daughter is attending her first summer camp ever. She's going to circus camp. It's a real thing. They do a circus camp. It culminates with like a little performance on Friday. She's stoked. I'm stoked. Holly's stoked. Stacy's stoked. Everybody's stoked. So it's going to be a big week. But if you haven't joined us before, well, you know, my daughter uh, goes to circus camp now, but we are your favorite content creators. We're not journalists. We're fans first, people second, podcasters, numero trace. We have a uh, we have a special offseason episode for y'all today. We actually took a moment. And I know for those of y'all that listen regularly, you're going to be like, how did Max organize something i know it's tough my brain doesn't do that it goes pion, pion, pion. i'm like a pen pong pen pong pen ball i don't know sports whatever pen ball ball anyway it's one of those days people so we got three cool segments for y'all but we are getting deep into the off season so that we're going to talk about uh a little coaching trade action a little program trade action all hypotheticals And then we're going to give you all a sneak peek into our personal lives and kind of let you know about our food preferences. So, Drake, let's just dive into question one. And question one that you've come up for today is? Basically, Max, I kind of wanted you and Dave's opinion on this. Would you actually actively go out and, if you could, trade our program history for one of our rivals that being either university of Florida or the university of Miami. Cause you know, Miami had that extremely solid run from the eighties until the 2001 Florida has been is better right now. Recently they had the two championships in 06 and 08 and also beat us for the first one 96. So I kind of want your take on that. So I need to clarify this question. I maybe should have done this in pre-production. If you can call talking about our weekends and yeah, our pre-production meetings are weird. I'm sitting over here like, yeah, Charlotte had a swim lesson. It was wonderful. Drake, you're over there like having just an absolute heck of a weekend now that you're back in sunny South Florida. I'm very jealous. But are we talking like, would I go back to 1992 and unprogram the brainwashing that occurred to me or was put upon me for Florida State football and do that for one of the other schools? Or would I? We still be Florida State, but have like the same, but we had like say we had all their players who are famous went to us instead of them. And we have all the accolades in this like we don't have our 92 championship. We have Miami's like 86 champion. Okay. Okay. Um yeah, I'm gonna be honest, folks, and don't hate me for saying this. If it was still Florida State and we were still wearing garnet and gold. Oh, but then we don't get Bobby Bowden is the thing. Nope. You don't get Bobby Bowden. Oh, shoot. That's tough. Uh, 
So I was, I was ready to say full blown, I would trade us for Miami because I love Dwayne, the rock Johnson. It's no secret. I've said this before. I'm really not the biggest Deion Sanders fan. Like, I think he's fine. I just, I don't, I'll say this. Deion really lost me, dude, with his new coaching job. When first they win a game and the first thing he talks about in his press conference is someone stealing something out of his locker, which wasn't actually stolen. And then the second time he lost, he literally just like threw his college kids, these young men under the bus is like not playing well. Uh, That's a side tangent. And I'm going to be honest, besides possibly the murder thing, which I actually didn't know about until later in his career, I really liked watching Ray Lewis in the NFL. Um, You know, I, yeah, I, oh man, this is tough though. Cause I love our recent history. If I could, okay, let me, I will say this. If I could trade our history pre 1990 with Miami's, I wouldn't a heartbeat. And then like 1990, Bobby Bowden, for whatever reason, still comes in. We get the dominance of the nineties and we also, we, we get like Jameis Winston and all that in the, in the teens. Yeah. Yeah. I would trade it for sure. But as a whole, a one, is, one yeah, swap, we're doing, you're doing a whole thing. I know. Right? We're not I doing know. piecemeal. Theory. I know. Cause I, I know the way you think. I know this is why people think. don't like arguing with me. It's like, I asked you a question. I'm like, let me find a way to say it to, let me, let me, let me find a way to make all of the above an answer. I think overall the answer is no. Uh, I love Jimmy Johnson again. Folks, I I separate the people from the uniform in most cases. Uh, I will always hate Tim Tebow. <sighs> so yeah, I would never even dream of trading it with the Gators. But again, separating the person from the uniform, I really like Jimmy Johnson. I've only really known him in my lifetime as the analyst. I, I think he's hilarious. I think he's got a great personality, but I couldn't trade Bobby Bowden. I mean, I really think Bobby Bowden is the type of guy that just... I mean, he's one of those rare people on this earth that is truly a great human being who believed in the building of young men who didn't want to take shortcuts and also just had that kind of badass streak. You know, we know old Bobby, but young Bobby was, he was ready to go. He was ready to fight. He was ready to rumble. He was ready to go play whatever team would play him wherever, whenever. Yeah. So that's a long-winded answer, but on the whole, couldn't do it. I love our history too much, but if I could split it up, I would take the dominance of Miami in the eighties with some Jimmy Johnson and then magically get Bobby Bowden in like 1990 and have our run in the nineties. I know it's not possible, but that's what I'd do. So for the folks at home, that is a no, that is a no, you would not <laughs> trade it. All that, all that long winded answer. It is a no folks. <laughs> what is he saying? What is he saying? Billy Madison, a simple no would have done just fine. <laughs> or a simple wrong would have done just fine. That's what you guys keep me around for though. I am, I can make, I can make words. I, I can extend words. You know, I can, I can take what should be a one you word can answer. Make wor- you can make words. I can extend. <laughs> I can, look, I'm like, I'm like Jordan Travis in the backfield. All right. I can extend the play sometimes to the point where the whole audience is going, why is he still extending the play? Just throw the ball away. The play's over. Stop running around back there. But it's what I do. And if you want to be a little like me and extend the life of your automobile and you're tired of paying the dealership a ton of money, you're tired of going to multiple auto parts stores till you find a place that has like the auto part that you need, just go to rockauto.com. Family owned business, great prices, wonderful people, super, super easy to navigate. I mean, seriously, if you know nothing about cars, you can navigate this site, right? They take you through, make, 
model, year, what part of the car do you need fixed? And then boom, you get your part. Go to YouTube. It'll show you how to replace it. You can save yourself a ton of money. You can feel good about yourself. You can do all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, so go to rockauto.com. And when they have their how did you hear about us section, tell them Locked On sent you. All right. Driz Daddy, Driz Apocalypse, Drizzy Drip. Is that what kids say now? They say drip. They're like, yeah, too much drip, right? Yeah, because remember the fire is your fit, right? So that's your outfit and everything else. The ice is your jewelry, your accessories, stuff like that. So when fire and ice, you know, combine, the ice melts and it drips. So henceforth, it is the drip. I love how some slang words are just like, someone says something, right? And you're like, oh, this is how the slang, like, you know, whatever. But some slang words have so much like meaning behind them. You know what I mean? That's, I never, I never thought about that. So Driz, what's the next question? What's segment two? What are we getting into that, that, you have concocted for us to to debate about talk about for the fans all right well let's you want to keep it football related or you want me to just throw you just a random one on top of my head that we have listed here i don't know man i feel like this is just kind of like this is kind of like learn a little more about your host maybe that's what we'll call a segment learn about your host so you can all ask right. me either all right one. And then i have we'll one just roll with this till we're bored all might right be 30 minutes, per- might be longer i have a burger one for you then right now so then because every as everyone knows you talked about it before you're a lobbyist now right yep what that's career what would you want instead of the one you have now? If you can go, like, if you can go. Oh, back this is going to get a little emotional. I, this folks was not planned. Um, that's a good question. If I cry, I'm sorry. I'm just going to preface it with this. This I'm serious. This is going to be, this is a, this is a get to know max is what we're going to call this episode probably. So if I could be anything else, I would be an actor. When I was a kid, I was 12, 13. No, I would have been, I would have been 11 or 12. It was September of 2000 four so i was turning 11 yeah that's when i turned 12 so it was in there sixth grade i decided i wanted to be an actor had no training in it i googled like how to become an actor and i found this thing in orlando it was like a convention put on by the guy who was the initial manager of the backstreet boys he was a record producer all this stuff it's called fashion rock so i i went down there i was like 12 didn't know anything about acting and my mom basically was like hey if someone looks important talk to him so I talked to uh, this woman in the elevator who's a little older. Turns out she's an acting coach. I'll speed the story up. She helped me with, I had to do like one of the, the first thing I do, because you could do TV or stage. I wanted to do TV. So it was a commercial. She helped ran lines with me for a while, blah, blah, blah. I did pretty well. I ended up basically at a very young age in like going through these interviews. And it was like, I remember getting to the end and I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, these people were telling me this or that. And, I was like, so you want to move to Los Angeles? Are we doing this? I was like, what do you mean? You know? So anyway, short story, I ended up second half of sixth grade, moving to Los Angeles. I had an agent, had a manager, had two agents, one for commercials, one for movies and stuff. And my acting coach was a woman named Elaine Lively. Uh, If you know Blake Lively, it was her mother. Uh, But her father, Ernie, really got me, really kind of took me under his wing he, he also worked as an acting coach with me and he had a production company and would let us just go product like, like production rat it. I'll probably tweet out some photos later this week. Uh, first movie, you can go look it up if you want on IMDb, Max Moody, I've got a page. Uh, and it was like the only one of two movies I'm credited with because he directed because he was well known or was a producer. Let us go up to like this movie set for like four days. It was one of Blake Lively's first movies. So I got to meet her, all this. And it was just, I fell in love with it. I mean, I, like, I just, the process of making movies fascinated me. 
fell in love with it. And the reason I said it would get emotional is Ernie actually, uh, he passed away last week, which just, my mom sent me all these pictures of me on set with him. I mean, he was letting me sit in the director. It had a like director chair with the headphones on during like actual scenes of a big movie being made. And it was, it was wild. So I fell in love with the actual process of making movies. Now, if I had another career, it, it would have been to try the acting, but I think I really would love the business side of it, the, the producing, the bringing all these massive projects together. I, I would either be an actor or if I wasn't good enough at that, which I'm probably not, I'd be, a, I'd be in the movie production business. Yeah, that's probably hands down what I wanted to be when I was a kid. I remember my, one of my favorite Christmas gifts when I was a little kid was a, getting a digital blue, one of those little camcorder things you could plug up to your computer and just edit movies. I remember we made, me and my brother made several like 20 minute like short little films when we were kids. But now that I'm older and I'm like, yeah, producing is fun. You know, I do it here. I love doing what we do now. I would 110% of money was an option. I'd be an interior designer. I don't know why. I just love decorating houses, watching that stuff. I love like picking out like swatches and paints for like walls and couches. And I was like, you know, I, 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 I f- with this. This is awesome. I love the, you know, that, that sort of t- thing. I don't know why. It's just, it's, I love the feng shui, the organization. And it was like, I just love the feel, you know, I can just create a room together, have a set of theme with it. So like, definitely that would be something I probably would have done. I dig that. I don't know if I would have picked that for you, but I like that. Yeah, dude, that's like one of my, you know, and obviously everything worked out for the best, but you know, the way I got into lobbying was just going and being someone's like, you know what, like someone's errand boy on Capitol Hill for like, you know, basically two years learning enough and making enough connections through that. And I didn't, I didn't know how to do this at the time, but gosh, if I could do it over again, I would go be like a personal assistant to some actor in LA. Um, Like this, like there's this one big movie producer. He started as Mark Wahlberg's literally like, personal like his turtle you know and i would have i would have done that and tried to tried to make it in that business but i like interior design too so getting to know your host folks you're getting to know max if you're already bored and you've already shut it off well you're not hearing this and if you're uh if you're not already bored and you just like to know a little bit more about who we are as people because you know when we're not podcasting we're being people or I mean, we're always people like whatever. So here we are. Uh, before we go any further, though, got to tell you guys, got to tell you about the Built Bars. Look, you know about the Built Bars. None of us are movie stars. We're not all, you know, we're not all destined for that life. But if you want to look a little closer to a movie star than maybe you did before, then, you know, grab a Built Bar. It's a great post-workout snack. It's got your 17 grams of protein, your five grams of carbs, great taste. It's like a little treat. It's like a reward, you know, you get the, you get a hard workout in, you get all sweaty, you get a, sh- what tastes like a sugary treat, but only has five grams of sugar. Builtbar.com promo code locked on. And when you're done with that, you've hit your workout, you've got your built bar, get a different kind of action. Head on over to betonline.ag. There's a lot of good action going on with the MLB right now. I know that fighting is kind of in full swing. The NHL playoffs are deep, deep in the playoffs, lots of stuff to bet on. Go to betonline.ag, promo code locked on, and they'll give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So Drake, I'm going to, I'm going to give them a know your host. I want to, I want to ask you one. I think I know the answer to this. People listening to us, I don't know what y'all's opinions of us are. We'd be really interested kind of to know, but what do you think someone that listens to this and only knows Andre Silva at tally underscore underscore Drake doesn't know about you from just what we talk about on here and kind of your Twitter presence. That's a really interesting question. Cause that's, 
because I try to be as authentic as I am on here as possibly can. Um, but what's something you feel like maybe you don't really ever get around to mentioning, you know, oh, just something okay, about yourself I, that's, I, you know, I, not something I, you've like covered up, but something that maybe we just never really get to get to tell the people that you see as a major, major part of your life. Okay. That, that's, that's actually a lot easier than the word that way. Um, so <clears throat> for those of you that don't like that know, or if you're first time listening, I'm a first generation, you know, Latin American born here. My father's from Venezuela, my Panama. I actually didn't speak at all period, whether it be English or Spanish until I was about three and a half, four years old. Uh, I was born with a, uh, a speech, speech disorder called auditory processing disorder. So basically what that means is my brain doesn't connect with my mouth to make out words. So I can say, you know, today is Friday. Mm-hmm. I will get probably the half part of today, like the ODNA, and I'll get the day and um, uh, Friday. So that's one thing I was in speech therapy until I was 13 and 14. That's the one reason why I actually love doing this podcast every single day because it helps me a lot with, you know, I can tell you right now, and you've probably heard from earlier episodes that I have a problem with speaking extremely, extremely fast or my words get extremely, extremely jumbled. And my dad actually called me out the other day with it about the podcast. Like, hey, Andres, slow down, buddy. You can edit it. You know, you're, you're not, you're not waiting for anybody. You can relax, but no, that's the one thing that podcast like helps me a lot with that. And, and, and now also I talk for a living. So probably people don't know that about me. And yeah, that's the one big thing that, you know, I, I work on a lot every single day and I love, that's why I love doing what we do. Cause it helps me grow with that. So. Yeah, man. I mean, we've all come a, come a long way, but I think it's, it's funny. Cause yeah, if you just listen to this and you didn't, you didn't get to know Drake in college and doing all the, all the various, all the various things. Um, yeah, it's, it's impressive. I mean, some people naturally have certain gifts, but what I would say is if you're, if you have something, I don't want to say bad at, you're never bad at speaking, but if you have something that's a challenge for you, like you're doing with this podcast, and this is just Max Moody's philosophy of life, always confront that. You know, one thing I am really, really bad at is, and this will come as a shock is listening not the best listener. No, I know. Well, I get excited. I like to share. And you know, one thing in my daily life, I try to make sure I do is like, take a second, take an extra breath and let other people have the floor for a moment. Let them talk. And I say, cause you wouldn't notice, know that because of this podcast, because unfortunately, like in the role of host, my job is to frankly kind of fill the silence. So sometimes I kind of have to, but I get them. Anyway, so I think we got one more, Drake. I liked your, I liked the other question you wanted to ask. So let's, let's give the people one last get to know your hosts, personality, or we could do two more if you've got two more in your brain, but hit me with whatever you got for our last six, seven minutes here. So we have asked, I think, Trey Roll and Ingram Smith uh, on the state of the FSU Union, what they, how they would do this. But I kind of want to turn a little bit because I had this conversation at the bar with a few friends of mine before I moved back down here. What animal do you think personally could you take in hand-to-hand combat i already know my answer but i kind of want to hear yours but this is like it's a generic arena we're not doing this you know like you're fighting in a barn or right, where they get to... yeah or this isn't predator where you know you get to the booby traps shout out trey okay so what animal could you take in the hand-to-hand combat now there's two parts to this question i think right one is what animal could i take i think that list is actually surprisingly long because some animals are really small like i'll I'll mess a gerbil up. That not only that, not only that, they're mostly fearful of you, actually, too, which is exactly. the other thing. So we got to pick an animal where one, I can take it in a street fight. Two, I would get a little street cred for taking this animal in a street fight. So I would go with some kind of big cat. 
I think maybe a Panther. Um, hear me out on this. There's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it, there would be a, there'd be a weight class. I think a Panther, let me look. Cause how big, cause Florida Panthers get, um, they don't get that big cause they're in Florida. And, you know, as you're closer to the equator, animals just don't, um, oh, I'm getting the ice hockey team. I need so the they weigh from about a hundred to 160 pounds. That's males and female pandas weigh from 70 to a hundred pounds. And their height goes from about six to about seven and a half feet from nose to the tail. So those ones may be a little big. Um, but I think a big cat under about a buck 20, I could take. And here's why, because I did have a pretty extensive amount of training. I was a wrestler in high school, but I also starting junior year up through my first two years of college. And, you know, I always kind of say, I'm going to go back to it, whatever. I, I'm pretty, pretty talented jujitsu. So, I mean, now, actually now, I don't know. That was a while ago, so maybe not. But when I'm thinking of, I got to fight one, I think of cats because if you look at their, you know, their elbows are very, um, like kind of, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like they're kind of locked. Like they can't reach around to their own back. You know yeah, what I mean? Not, it's not they bone only, legged, but it's like it's literally the mo the motion. They're like the a they're like a limited. dude that's done too many curls and his elbows don't you know don't fully extend. So if we're in a, if we're in a generic arena, right? I'm thinking that goes both ways. He can't get above me either. So we're kind of doing this. I like to think if I could ward off the initial hit you know, and kind of absorb it. And he, I can ward off the initial him going for my throat and kind of keep him at bay and get on his back. I think it's over because they're going to move. They're going to jump, but I'm thinking flat ground. They can't just drag me up into a tree. If I can get the hooks in, because they also have extremely powerful hips, but they've got kind of like a, what's the word? Like there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of surface area. If you think about one standing on all fours to get the hooks in. And if I could get around its neck, it can't really, it's not like a gator where it has all this weight. We're talking under about a buck 20, maybe under a buck 50, a death roll is not going to do it. I'm going to be able to put that thing down. So, and I wouldn't have to kill it. I could just choke it out and then it would pass out and then the fight could be over and I'd feel good about myself. So I, I genuinely think if, if we set it, let's set a weight limit at 135 pounds. I think I could take a Florida Panther in a generic environment one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, I, I would put my odds at maybe like, I might put it at even odds. I might even give myself like plus 125 because if it, if I can't get through that, oh, initial so you're, are hit, you being a live dog? Is that what you're trying to tell the audience right now? Yeah, I would be a live dog. I'm not saying I would. I'm, we're saying could. I'm not saying I, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll beat a panther. I'm just saying, like, if I can survive that initial, it's going to pounce. It's going to go for the throat. If I can get my jaw to, and I can, you know, then if it bites the bottom of my jaw, I'm really screwed. But if I can kind of hold it at bay and keep the mouth away from my vital areas of my face and my neck while it's trying to scratch and I can get around it, um, Plus, I mean, dude, I've been wrestling with, you know, I've had, I've had dogs my whole life and I've always had big dogs and I've been wrestling with them quite a bit. So I think, you know, if you can get one in a front headlock and suck that, suck one of their arms in, you can really hit a good gator roll on them. There are ways to beat them. So I, that's, that's what I'm going with because it would be slightly impressive. When you said a big cat, I literally just imagine you getting slashed up with a cougar like in Ricky Bobby. And I actually... Thought I, was, I thought it was really like, – those are terrifying, by the way. No, They're, no, I'm talking Florida. Yeah, like, dude, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, not those... talking about a mountain lion. I'm not dealing with a Colorado 230-pound mountain lion. No, sir. None of that. No. No, actually, I love how you mentioned gator because I actually think that I can 100% take a gator on in a fight like to survive with a, in up to about knee-high water. And I say that because, for those of you that don't know, I was in the Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts until I was about, like, 16. 
And the one thing they do teach you out there, because you go camping out in the Everglades a lot, is how to basically, if you go in front of a gator, how to, how do you know handle yourself? Because one thing that people don't know, while their their jaw, when it shuts down, is extremely strong, can cut through like you know various kinds of sorts of metals. Their actual opening of the mouth is some of the weakest. It's, it's, it's right. super super weak. So you, if, as long as you basically you yep. hold that down, you're fine. And two, electrical tape can hold exactly it shut. exactly and. Two, their eye sockets basically are basically how they do all their breathing, how they are able to uh, contain their body temperature. And basically what you do is you just go for it. You jab it. Like, you know, the old saying is that you punch a shark in the nose to basically knock it, to get it away from you. The gator is this same thing. I'm not saying go out there and do it, folks, by the way. I'm not condoning going out and actually, you know, seeking, you know, trying to get the smoke with the gator. What I'm saying is for that sort of thing, if you do see yourself in that sort of, that sort of circumstance, that's something that I would be personally of the opinion that I would hundred percent take care of that. No problem whatsoever. And, and like, look, I'm not losing to a gator. I'm from, I'm from, I'm from, yeah. Florida. I'm from Florida. I'm sorry. Like that's, we, we grew up with this nonsense. Like there's a four Florida man for a reason. That's going to come out when I see that one-on-one. See, I'd be frozen by fear. I have a, a fear of those things, but you're right. I mean, it's a, I wouldn't say knee deep water. Cause if it gets you into water, it's just hard to get your footing. I would want to fight it on dry land. Um, you, the other thing I was thinking too is maybe a wolf or something that's a uh, that's a pack animal that that isn't used to like mentally isn't prepared to fight one on one. You know, it's like See? they're not prepared to go head up with you. So maybe their tactics aren't as adapted to like me on them, and they're kind of just like, oh shoot, what do I do when my boys aren't circling around me? I mean, you know? that's true because like that's true. They're not used to that too. And also, like gators, also like they're they're a lot more fearful of you than they are of that. Like, they don't go actively looking for that unless you know you're there's one of those yeah. pythons in the Everglades right now. But with the wolf thing, yeah, I mean, a, a wolf kind of is a little more terrifying to me because they're gonna they'll like occupy your time. And to like mm-hmm. keep, you, keep you there, and then eventually, you know, their homies show up. Like, like exactly. Like, it's like, it's like the scene. It's like the scene in Endgame. Like, yeah, I know it's like on your left, and they turn, you turn around, and you just see just all these wolves just come over the hedge, and you're like, oh no, there's Balto. Yeah. Oh no. Although I did, I did watch, and then we can move on to the next question. I don't judge me as a parent, folks. Like, I mean, you probably already have. I'm a, I'm a relatively good parent. Like, I don't let her drink soda. I think that's a that's a W. That's uh, huge for you because you 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 drink crystal like no one else's business. Yeah, because I'm not letting her develop the crippling addiction to Dr. Pepper that I have. It's like you will be better than me, I promise. Uh, but we did watch Thor Ragnarok last night because I've decided like I'm letting her kind of I, I tried it in my head pre-screen, you know, but I'm letting her watch like as she's she's about to be four next month. Like I'm letting her kind of she likes the Marvel stuff. So we started with like Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, and we're really that's, you know, a good and, one. And that's, that's, that's a really good one. That's a fun movie. Yeah. Ragnarok was good, but like she did get a little scared at the end. I forgot like that last fight scene does get kind of intense with Hela and the wolf and the whole. So we actually had to, we ended up not watching the final scene, but anyway, so. Whoosh. What's up guys. Drake here. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. I know it's a little bit different, but we feel it's really important. To you guys get to know us a little better. And we felt there was no better time than right now during the off season. Tomorrow and Thursday as well, we'll be having this Get to Know Your Host series with me and Max for tomorrow, as well as all three of us, a full house, will be doing the Get to Know Your Host series. And then on Friday, we'll be having our interview with the one and only Professor Dan Lust. And as always, thank you all so much for the love and support. And if you can, don't forget to rate, review, like, share, or subscribe to either our podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. For Max, I'm Drake. Lockdown Seminoles, and take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.